Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Your path to e-commerce success starts right here. You're listening to Practical E-Commerce, the podcast for e-commerce results. podcast. My name is Brian Getting, and this is a supplemental podcast to our December 2006 issue. And today, Mitch Bettis is going to be speaking with a, a woman named Adele Emery, who is the Director of Customer Experience at SiteWorks. And Adele speaks about sort of what makes customers happy and unhappy when they visit a website, and also what some of the differences are between a, a website customer and a brick and mortar store customer and how, how website owners need to be aware of these differences and, and, and what to do to adjust for them. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and turn this over once again to Mitch Bettis and Adele Memory, Emery, excuse me, who is the uh, Director of Customer Experience at SiteWorks. We're talking today with Adele Emery, the Director of Customer Experience at SiteWorks and I'm excited about our time today. Adele is a described as an evangelist for this discipline of user experience and I am excited about talking to someone who is so evangelical about a an important part of building a successful e-commerce business. So Adele, thank you again for your time. Thank you. As an e-commerce owner begins to construct a site or build a successful business, what do they need to know about what makes customers unhappy? Being specific with e-commerce, what customers want is information. So what makes them unhappy is when they cannot complete the tasks that they need to complete without fuss or confusion. In contrast, what makes them happy during their shopping experience is finding what they want, checking out hassle-free. They need to feel secure with their online payments and providing their personal information, which, as a side note, is one of the most common inhibitors of online transactions in general. They also need to receive what they ordered. The correct order fulfillment while it's detached from the online experience, indirectly affects it. And then another uh, common reason why people are gun-shy about e-commerce transactions is they don't feel they're going to get easy return and exchange policies. So any of those fail points will definitely make an e-commerce customer unhappy. Let's just kind of point right to the final comment you noted about exchange and return policies. And is, is it as simple as more prominently displaying what those policies are to site to help kind of curb that frustration? I think so, yes. I think one of the interesting things about even some of the larger e-commerce sites that you might be used to shopping to is the information about those policies, shipping, what to expect. It's, it's, it's not hidden. It's in the background. By assessing what it is that people that gives people reservation about shopping online will allow you to maybe market what your services are. E-commerce websites definitely market what their products are. 
but there, there are extended services like the returns and the exchange policies. There's been times where I, as a shopper, didn't even know that they were going to pay for my return until I saw the label in the box with my order, the prepaid label. Well, that's something to definitely point out, especially since that is one of, one of the few main reasons why somebody may not shop online. They don't want to associate, if they don't like it, with a, a drive back to UPS or a pickup. You've probably seen a lot of people doing things poorly, <laughs> in particular in the e-commerce world. Are there one or two things, then, you would advise a business owner to never do? I mean, is there some kind of best practice thing we can say that there's a common mistake or a pitfall that some novice should always avoid in every circumstance? If we're talking about a new business owner, then what they need to do is do their due diligence. I would definitely suggest to target your audience and know the demographics and oftentimes profiling your audience from the equipment they use to the years of experience they have online will help you to define and prioritize the features of your website. That would be one thing. Another thing I would definitely recommend is never to view your site as a one-time investment. You have to continuously invest and reinvest in your site to maintain it, to improve the user experience as needed, and then offer new technologies and services. You know, you have to think beyond the product and the sale. And then also, just because we're SiteWorks, I have to definitely say you have to make sure those with disabilities can complete transactions on your website. There are very uh, high numbers of people with disabilities that do a lot of e-commerce transactions. There is an ongoing discussion about shopping cart abandonment and how high that abandonment rate really is, how we measure that. If it's true that there is more than 70% abandonment in traditional e-commerce shopping carts, I think it leads us to that question of, are there things wrong with modern-day carts? Well, I think that in many cases, people have abandoned your cart before they even get to the cart, and I will clarify that in a minute. But the first question, when it comes specifically to the cart, you have to look at where are they abandoning the process. Is it in the screens that precede the actual place the order now? It, that might indicate that they have some confusion about the workflow, or that they found a surprise in the checkout, like they didn't know what the shipping charges were, shipping and handling charges were, how expensive they might be until they got to the checkout. Um, the cart may not be the reason for abandonment, as um, studies suggest that the main factors is the person with the lack of desire to shop online is the fraud and identity theft, uh, return and exchange hassles, and things like that. But specifically, back to the cart, other reasons people abandon them are they didn't want to wait for a back order, they were confused by the workflow, and then also they were just comparison shopping. So they may have put something in their cart, but really perhaps no real intention of checking out at that point. I'm actually guilty of that myself. <laughs> um, and it really was just comparison shopping. But I, I think in order to address this, you, you do have to look beyond the cart and look at the entire experience of your site. Like I said, if you look specifically at the cart and the comparison shopping, the shipping and handling, and didn't want to wait for a back-ordered item, that's one thing to focus on. Looking at the entire reason why somebody might not shop online, the fraud and identity theft, you know, you have to say, well, maybe we need to educate people on the security of online transactions because that information is in the background of e-commerce sites, and it surprises me how much effort staffing, resources, money, companies will put into the marketing of their, of their e-commerce sites. 
but yet nobody has come up with a really innovative way to educate the average user on why their transaction is safe. All that information is in the footer links and customer service in the background. But if you take the concept of purchases of e-commerce in general and let them know what they need to look for, you know, let them know about card verification or address verification or SSL authentication or, and how to verify that. These developers should consider new ways of innovating new ways to make your con consumers feel more informed in a simple, easy-to-digest easy fashion. Many of our readers are multi-channel merchants. They own a brick-and-mortar store. They've also integrated a, an online component and may have their own site. They may be channeling it an eBay or an Amazon, or they may be doing various shopping comparison sites. They may have a catalog. They're doing the whole gamut. And I guess I wonder if, in your experience, do you know if there's a difference in the kind of shopper online? Is, one, is that one that is more of a comparison shopper? I guess I go, when I go to a, a department store, I probably wouldn't put something in my physical cart that I'm pushing around that I probably didn't have the intention to buy. But I wonder if that's different online. Absolutely, there is. First of all, I mean, one of the things that isn't hitting us from shopping online is that we have every medium from TV collateral, direct mail, radio, websites, and magazines telling us about identity, um, identity theft and fraud. But to your point, as, as an online shopper, I can put as many things in my cart as I want, and I never have to get off my chair. I don't have to drive to a store. Correct. I could decorate an entire room by never leaving my chair. At the same token, I can't really see the fabric of the material. I don't know exactly how large it is and will it fit. I'm going to be looking for more information online that is required of an online purchase than necessarily what you would need in a store. When you go to a store, you can see labels, and you can ask the questions if I'm buying a tablecloth. If I'm online, I want to see a picture of it. What fabric is it? How do I care for it? Does it come with complimenting napkins? Can I buy a tablecloth and a napkin set? Can I return it if I don't like it? Do they have it in stock? If not, when will it ship? How much is the shipping? Is it on sale? Are there any promotions I can use? You know, half of those are, don't apply to the actual physical store. So you're definitely dealing with different types of consumers to people who shop online versus people that go into your store. As these people come to an online environment, and we kind of have this broader discussion about kind of design and usability. It kind of makes me wonder a question about good design, its look, its feel, the various colors that one may choose to use, possibly impact a user's experience. And if, if the answer to that is yes, are there some kind of bad design elements that we should always avoid to limit those negative experiences? With the question, what should lead form or function at SiteWorks? E-commerce is one where both form and function lead, and that is a unique situation. We do association sites where function leads, marketing sites where form leads, but in the e-commerce world, they both really need to lead. Would you shop at a site that was highly functional and secure but had bad or little design? Would that impress professionalism or credibility to you? With e-commerce, the function ties into the brand because the whole online experience contributes to the credibility of the site, which can help make or break a brand. So I can say without a doubt that good design does positively impact the user experience. Some bad design elements that should be avoided to diminish that negative experience, because the brand is tied into the success of an e-commerce site, 
the brand cannot be approached amateurishly. I think that companies need to hire a professional to redesign or design their initial website. And they also need, if they're not, they need to get educated on how to maintain that website. And if they can't find the budget to do it, then they should actually, like I said, get that education. Because sadly what we've seen on sites that we've handed off is image quality going down. People just getting product up of one option, meaning I see it in green, but where's the purple, red, and striped and polka dotted? Things like that will turn a user away. Bad quality of images that were maybe ripped off the manufacturer's website. All of that will just kind of diminish somebody's desire to have something because they can't see it or it's too small or the person maintaining the site doesn't know about image optimization. I think that that does make it look amateurish sure. and again, feeds into the experience. Another thing is if you do have a company do it for you, then you need to follow the style guide that they give you. Again, the execution of the maintenance of the site is just as important as who you have redesigned the site for you. We find many sites who don't do real-time credit card transactions. And that kind of baffles me, <laughs> given this day and age. But is that an isolated experience? I mean, do you find people really having a frustration at that credit card level? I think that that would annoy almost anybody. They'd rather just get in their car and go get it from the store. Yeah. I've actually experienced firsthand. I went through a checkout just to find out that something was back-ordered. Obviously, this wasn't one of the larger name e-commerce stores you might shop at. But even though it was back-ordered, they kind of froze the accounts on my credit card, or the amount on my credit card, and I had to call to get it released. And they had this really small window of customer support by telephone. Right. So it was just, you know, again, the follow-through and the services that don't directly affect the, the entire experience. These indirectly affect it, but they do, they can make or break it. So I, I definitely think anytime you're talking about somebody's credit card or their money, they want the transaction to be smooth and make sense. There are very inexpensive services out there, relatively speaking, of getting that real-time credit card check. And especially where it comes to people's cards and, and them feeling secure, you, you want that to be as hassle-free as possible. You'll definitely shake a person's face if you mess up their credit card transaction. Yeah, well said. Are there some practical steps that can be offered for an e-commerce owner that, kind of in a general best practice sense, can help them make some basic improvements to the usability of his or her site? Absolutely. There are so many things that they can do themselves. You know, I'll just list a few for you. Best practices, don't distract people when they're checking out. Don't offer products or deals in the checkout unless it's integrated into the workflow because the last thing you want is to tempt someone away from your checkout. Another thing with regards to the forms, don't make people enter things twice and simplify your field entry. If, if possible, if, if, you, if your programming allows for this, don't accept just one form of a phone number or a credit or how to put in the date. What you need to do is have them accept all kinds. And if for some reason you can't do that, then be proactive and tell them the proper format in your field. That's just usability best practices in general. Certain things that you can do too is because people love to click, make sure your links, your product images are linked to the detail page. What you want to do is drive your users to an action page. And if they're on an action page, the last thing you want to do is drive them away or tempt them away from it. Offer a progress indicator during checkout. Let the users know how far they've come and how far they have to go. Mm -hmm. Show them the receipt before they place the order. This is synonymous with the detailed confirmation page that outlines everything from how much 
to when, to where, and let them change anything at this point before they place their order. Offer, and this again goes back to usability best practices, not specifically e-commerce, but offer helpful error messages in informative and plain English, or whatever language your site is in. For example, if they've shorted the credit card number, tell them that their visa has 16 characters. Don't tell them that it's an invalid number. Error messages can often scare people when they should be offering simple recovery. You know, like don't use negative icons with your error messages, like skulls and bombs. Keep them, keep them simple, helpful, and informative. And then just finally, I'd definitely say just, you know, put clear labels. Don't put submit on a button if what you mean is place my order. And that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. Once again, I want to say thank you to uh, Adele Emery of SiteWorks and also Mitch Bettis for uh, another fantastic interview. And uh, this is going to be it for 2006. The December issue is out, and we are making some very big changes come January 1st. So keep an eye on our, on our website at practicallyecommerce.com for uh, more information in the new year as we make, make some big changes, and hopefully people will like them.